Hi, this is Tia Sarkar. I play Sabine Wren on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Twin Suns Transmission. Of course, it ends where it becomes a desert planet with twin suns. Hey, my name is Taylor Gray, and I play Ezra Bridger in Star Wars Rebels. I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Twin Suns Transmission. Here's where the fun begins. Let's make this epic more interesting. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Twin Suns Transmission. I'm your host, Eric Pfeiffer, joined, as always, by Jesse Sanfilippo. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 184, everyone, and today we have a good one. It was the week of trailers. We got a ton of new trailers, including the highly anticipated season two of The Mandalorian trailer. Now, Jesse, we're going to get into this. But it was very exciting, and I can't wait to talk about it. So many cool, bone-chilling moments. I know. I can't wait. It was perfect. I want to talk about it now. We won't. (laughs) Yeah. But before that, The Mandalorian has made headlines in other ways lately. Yes. I think it's no surprise to anyone that The Mandalorian took home seven out of their 15 Emmy nominations, um, which is absolutely incredible. Um, Every single one, I don't think, can be argued that it is not deserved in any way because this show is just so incredible. So just to list out a few of the Emmys that they took home here, um, the first one being Outstanding Music Composition, um, which went to Ludwig Göransson, which is no surprise, I don't think, to anyone because the music of The Mandalorian is just absolutely amazing, especially after watching that Disney Gallery episode. I don't think it can be argued that it's not deserved in any way. Um, (laughs) They also won Outstanding Stunt Coordination, Outstanding production design for a narrative program for Chapter 2. Outstanding sound mixing also for Chapter 2. Outstanding sound editing for Chapter 1. Outstanding cinematography for Chapter 7. And I think that one was outstanding cinematography for a single camera um, episode, which I didn't know was a thing. Let me just double check that I'm correct. Yeah. Outstanding cinematography for a single camera series. So, I mean, again, I don't know anything about directing or anything, but I didn't even, I don't think I realized the single camera that that was even, even after watching that whole documentary, that just makes it sound so much more masterclass and special single camera cinematography. Um, and then outstanding special visuals for chapter two as well. So well-deserved. They got almost half of everything that they were nominated for. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I don't really even know how they did the Emmys this year because a couple days ago they, (laughs) and we're recording this on a Sunday. So the Emmys actually are happening right now. They're, like, on TV right now as we're recording this. So I don't know how it works, but they, like, a few days ago, they had, uh, the Mandalorian had won five of them. 
And then today, Sunday morning, I woke up and I looked and they had won like two more. So they're sort of like trickling in. So it's possible that they do win more um, tonight, I think. So I don't I don't know how it's going. I think they might have just picked some uh, of the the maybe some of the smaller categories and they're going to do like, you know, supporting actor or like best drama series or, or whatever. Maybe they're doing those live on tv okay um because i could not find like i know um giancarlo esposito was nominated for like best supporting role or or guest appearance or something like that guest role so i I don't know if he i don't know what came of all that so by the time this airs it's possible they have will have one more they could have more yeah that's awesome well deserved yeah, it's really a testament to the quality of the show, I think. Definitely. In sad news, we lost another member of the Star Wars community this week. Penny McCarthy passed away earlier this week, and Penny has been around for a long time. She was actually in the very first Star Wars film, A New Hope, as one of the creatures in the Mos Eisley Cantina. I'm going to totally butcher this name. Cardu Sai Malak. That was a character that she played, the Deveronian in the the Moss Eisley Cantina. She also worked as an assistant auditor and a hand double for Carrie Fisher and a Jawa. So she's been around for a while. She was actually at Star Wars Celebration this past year uh, in 2019. And... I had actually written a post on this on my Facebook, so if you saw it, sorry, this is going to be redundant, but she was a guest that was announced, and anytime you go to Star Wars Celebration events, you can be sure to find me in the autograph hall, um, just because I love being able to tell the people behind, you know, the characters in the story how much I appreciate their work. Right. If it wasn't for them, we would not have Star Wars, and they do a fantastic job bringing these characters and stories to life. And so for me, it's a lot of fun to go and meet them and thank them and shake their hand and get a photo and an autograph. And I had reached my, my limit. I had reached my budget for autographs at Celebration Chicago, and it was about a couple weeks before my birthday, and so... My now fiance Amanda had purchased an autograph of Penny McCarthy for me as an early birthday gift because I had hit my mm-hmm. limit and I didn't have enough money to buy an autograph. And when the time came, I mean, you've been to celebrations, Jesse, you've seen how hectic and crazy they can be. You know, if there's a time to be in two places at once, it's at celebration so you can see everything and do everything. Um, yeah. But my schedule filled up so fast, and I had another obligation at the time I was supposed to go meet Penny. So my mom went in my place and got my autograph for me and took a picture for signing her 8x10. So I never got to meet her, and I'm really upset now that she had passed away, and, and uh, you know, I'll never, be able to, I'll never be able to meet her, shake her hand, but it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's been a rough year for for the for everybody in a lot of ways. So our thoughts and prayers go to her family and friends. 
So we did get a couple new trailers, Jesse. We got trailers for Star Wars Squadrons, which is coming out on October 2nd, which is only a couple weeks away. And we also got a new trailer for Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, which is a virtual reality game that's going to be available on the Oculus Quest this holiday season. So these games look absolutely amazing. Um, the Squadrons one was almost like a... It was almost like a, what do you call it? Like a movie. Yeah, like a movie. And they really made you feel for the Empire. I mean, they, like, oh my God, like, that was was awful. Yeah, it really, they villainized kind of the resistance almost. And I mean, we got to kind of humanize the Empire a little bit, see doing the same thing that we see rubber pilots do, talking back and forth with each other. I'm not going to make it. Like, yeah. it humanized them, and it made you really feel for... It made you feel like the, the rebels were the ones that were the villains in that particular story, which yep. is a cool flip. I really like what Star Wars has been doing in that regard lately with the novels and the video games and stuff, um, just showing you the other side of the coin putting the shoe on the other person's foot, you know, just to kind of Mm -hmm. see the other side. I think it it really is eye-opening to kind of see that other point of view. And Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, that's going to be really cool. It's going to be, uh, takes place between episodes eight and nine. And uh, there's some really cool characters that are going to be showing up. Uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 were in this trailer, and I know for a fact there was one other video that was released, I think, around the same time uh, that showed a couple new characters. I won't spoil them or talk about any of the the actors behind them, uh, but we will get some other characters and some uh, other groups that we're familiar with in this game. So, very excited about that. One more reason to buy that Oculus. Yep. And Vader Immortal, if you guys have not played that, it's really cool. All right, Jesse, let's go ahead and begin our discussion on the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer. Now, I feel like a lot of people were very anxious for this, right? It's We knew it was coming out in the fall. We knew it was coming out in October. And it's like, okay, everyone's looking at their watch. Like, where's the trailer at? Like, are we going to get one? Or are they just going to make us go in completely blind? We finally got one. And I feel like they did not disappoint us with this. I mean, I remember going back and, and watching the trailer for season one. And the music just gets you every time. And they do that with this one, too. Like, just right away, the music is, like, engaging, you know? Yes. Like, that's literally the first thing I thought when you hear that, like, guttural, like, music sound. That, like, almost, like, deep voice, you know, sounding like, what do they call it? Like, a didgeridoo. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what it sounded like to me. I was just like, oh, there's another award for outstanding (laughs) musical composition. (laughs) Yep. So good. the tally mark on the chalkboard. Yep. (laughs) Based off of how season one ended, I feel like there's a lot of ways season two could go. And Mm -hmm. the first part of this trailer was, was narrated... Uh, it was sort of like the the audio overlay of the armorer and the Mando's conversation. Um, when Mando brings 
the child to the armor toward the end of season one. And he's like, here's the thing. What do I do with it? And she's like, you must take it to find its people, you know, and that whole conversation. And so it seems like based off that and the conversation, what we see that Mando is going to be searching for the child's home world in this season. At least that's what I gathered. The Razor Crest gets damaged or it looks damaged, right? Yep. The the hatch was like dangling open and the engines looked like they were sparking. Mm-hmm. It's on its last legs for sure. Which is not good. Hopefully no one's inside there. But yeah, it looks pretty bad. And it looks like we're going to be going back to some familiar planets. So we obviously see a Tusken Raider on a Bantha. So Tatooine, right? Um, right? It seemed as though there's a snow planet. And there was one scene where there was like a giant crevice um, that almost mm-hmm. looked like, you know, it could be Ilum because we know what happens yeah. to Ilum. So I feel like a lot of people are thinking that that snow planet could be Ilum, which, I mean, you can tell me what you think, Jesse, but it would make sense, right? Looking for Force yep. users and historical places that have to do with the Force? Yep. No, it, it totally makes sense. I think it would be really cool to kind of see, like, you know, the start of Starkiller Base or, you know, the state that Ilum is in during this weird time. It definitely makes sense. It would be, you know, I could kind of imagine this kind of going in a way where it's like, okay, kid, like, where are you from? And, you know, has the force. So maybe he, like, leads Mando a little bit in directions of, you know, where's pulling him in the force. And it would make sense that a planet like Ilum might attract even just, like, a young force user. You might have, like, a feeling to go there. So I think it makes a lot of sense that they would... They would take a stop at Ilum. Yeah. And from Mando's point of view, I mean, the way that the armorer had described the Jedi, it's almost like she described them as enemies. And Mm -hmm. so from Mando's perspective, he's probably always on edge, even though historically force users are not aggressive or offensive. So it's just interesting that like going toward these quote unquote peaceful beings Mando is going to be on edge this entire time. Yeah, the bounty hunters, the good guy, the the scary hermit wizards are <laughs> are the bad guys maybe in this scenario. Because even when she kind of we when you're hearing her mention the Jedi, it flashes um, to that woman in the dark cloak. Yeah. And she's there, and she looks all ominous, and then she's gone, and it's like. I know that you're saying the word Jedi while I'm looking at this woman, but I'm, like, getting not Jedi energy from her, you know? Like, I almost felt like she was more of, like, like an Inquisitor, maybe, or, like, somebody else, like, the the dark side hunting, you know, any Force users that are still out and about. I don't know. Unless the Jedi have had to go so... Any remaining Jedi that may be out there, besides the few that we know... Are, have to go so dark that they actually look completely creepy instead of, you know, like the, <laughs> the light side Jedi that we know them to be. <laughs> well, we do know that good is a point of view. And True. if you're evil, you don't necessarily feel like you're being evil. So 
It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see the way that that plays out. But like you were saying, as soon as the armorers uh, quote, she says, an order of sorcerers called Jedi, and then you see that character. And that character, and I haven't, I, I don't want spoilers of, as far as like who characters are. I haven't checked IMDb. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do any of that. But I know that that character is played by Sasha Banks. That's Sasha Banks' character. So I don't know anything about her or if that's going to be a main character or just a character for that scene or anything. And I don't know if that gives anybody clues as to anything. But um, I'm excited to kind of go in blind with that. But just based off the way that the armor said an order of sorcerers called Jedi, they show her people are walking by and then she's gone. Like you had talked about, Jesse, makes you think this person's a force user and they're kind of off into the corner, kind of by like a bunch of crates and they just randomly disappear. That's something that evil people do. Right. So we'll see Uh how that works. Yeah, that's something that someone who's like a, you know, a long lost Jedi that's been surviving all this time. That's not how they would like interact with like another Force user they just found, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. They'd be like, "Oh my God, we're the, we're the only ones left." Dark hooded robes too. <laughs> Never a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> now, as I was watching this, obviously you watch it a bunch of times trying to figure out what's going on. But to me, I was excited because we saw a bunch of Quarren. And, you know, with the sequel trilogy, we didn't get a lot of sort of recycled species. Like, we got a lot of new species in the sequel mm-hmm. trilogy. And so it was cool to see the Quarren. Now, we saw them again, of course, in season one. Uh, but it looked like there was a bunch of them, and they were sort of at, like, a port. And then we saw another scene later on as we continue on with the trailer where there's a boat and they're kind of like on the water. So to me, I was like, okay, we got corn, we got water. Is this Moncala? Like, is did he go there? Because That'd be so cool. The Jedi have history there too. Kit Fisto, Ahsoka, Anakin, they were all on Moncala. They fought during the Clone War. Maybe there's clues that brought Mando and the child there. I don't know. But I think that would be cool. That would be really cool. I it would it just would be so cool to see, especially things that we've only seen in, in animation, like you said, like Moncala, to kind of bring that into live action. Yeah, it would be really neat. Yeah. Now, as the trailer goes on, we do get to see a lot of different things happen, and in one of the scenes, we see sort of the razor crest flying and the X-Wings are on either side. And then as the trailer continues on, the X-Wings look like they're chasing the razor crest. So what do you think that's about? I know. I don't know. I, I thought that was so crazy. I was like, wow. So there, it's like them against literally everyone, um, the rebels, everything. And it just... I don't know. I can't wrap my head around it because you would think going back to the rebellion and finding, you know, you know, Luke Skywalker and Leia are out there somewhere like finding them would potentially help you help the child. So to have them to have Mando, you know, running from the good guys, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. is very surprising. 
I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> it looks like, he, like you said, he's running from everybody because as time goes right. on, we see the scout troopers on their speeder bikes going flying around. Like that look, I mean, that scene with the speeder bikes like flying off that like ledge or that cliff or whatever, and then you see the one kind of like skid on the ground, puts his feet down on the ground, sort of like adjust his entry or whatever it's called. Like they just the way they shoot it is so amazing. So I'm excited to see if at one point maybe Mando is being chased by the Empire and the Rebels or, yeah, the Rebels at the same time. I wonder if there's just, you know, it's going to be one of those things where he has a different motive when it comes to this baby and maybe he starts seeking out help with people and he starts seeing the different motives of the different sides to get a hold of this child and he's just... You know, I feel like we can even see in this in this little trailer alone, you can see the bond that they're creating. Um, even just with that little moment where they look like they're in trouble, Mando pulls out his um, whistling um, arrows, I think they're called. Whistling birds. Whistling birds. And Baby looks at them and is just like, oh, I know where I need to go. I need to, I need yeah. to hide. He clicks his little button, closes his little baby carriage. Yeah. Um, so it's like they're building this like rapport where they're starting to really get to know each other, you know? And so to me, that kind of also means that Mando is probably also forming an even greater attachment to this kid than he already had. Mm-hmm. And to even get to maybe a good place where you show up at the Rebellion and you see maybe a life for this child that you didn't want for him. Like maybe they want to use him in some way that, you know, we've, the rebellion's not perfect. We've seen, you know, the, the different sides of the rebellion through watching rebels, through watching rogue one, they don't always make the right choices right away. Um, but maybe he also just doesn't feel like they're the right fit for, for the child and just, is he's on the hunt for a perfect person maybe to hand the baby off to someone he knows for sure is gonna you know really be the protector of him and do what's in his best interests yeah and i think you really got that right uh when you kind of talk about the rapport that they're having i mean the first episode when mando meets the child he's a job he's the bounty he's an assignment and as time goes on, he goes back and he saves the child and he cares for the child. He protects the child and he gets the child away from danger. And now his assignment is to rehome the child with his own kind. But the way that we see them interact, even just in this trailer, which is only a few minutes, really shows you how much Mando's beginning to care for this baby Yoda baby not yoda yeah. it reminds you how far they've come because in listening to that old audio where he's talking to the armor he's like you he calls him a creature mm-hmm. he's like you want me to take this creature to his own kind and it's like it's like i forgot he called him a creature like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he's come so far and it just takes you to that line that even I think Lucasfilm posted when they posted this trailer, wherever I go, he goes. And that's, yeah. you know, that's very powerful. I mean, this thing was about to be shot by IG-11. 
Uh, it's been hunted down by bounty hunters across a galaxy. And this is, you know, the most sought after asset, it seems like right now in the galaxy. So you got somebody like Mando, wherever I go, he goes, protecting him. That's really big. Yeah. And I really loved that we didn't see any, because I feel like we've gotten a lot of rumors. There's been a lot of rumors of different characters that are going to show up in this season. I won't name any of them just in case you're trying to even stay away from the rumors, because I wish I didn't read them. Um, But I'm glad that like if there is going to be one of those exciting characters showing up in this season, I'm glad that we didn't get a glimpse or even a hint to yeah. them mm-hmm. in this trailer because there's been a lot of names tossed around and I guess I'm glad that there's been a lot because they can't all show up in this show. So I guess we still don't know what we're going to get, at least not this season. I think so it would be I, I hilarious, like, if you worked at Lucasfilm and you have this entire, like, eight-episode season with all of these potentially amazing characters that are in it, and you basically give us nothing. Like, you give the fans nothing. Like, hey, let's have, right. you know, Mando walking through the snow with the child. They're, and we're like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, like, from their point of view, they're like, you guys have no idea what's coming, you know? We just right. freak out because it's more it's more content. We get to see just a little bit of what's to come. And I do think sometimes when you see a trailer these days, especially, they do give a lot away. And sometimes the more trailers that come out, you're like, uh, you know, I, I kind of want to stop. Like, everybody gets to a point where they're like, uh, no more trailers. There's everybody in the beginning is like, trailer, trailer, where's the trailer? And then, like, two and a half trailers in, you're like, no more pl- trailers, please. I want to be yeah. surprised. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they did a really good job in this one of getting us excited, giving us a good idea of where they're at, how time has passed and and how the rapport has grown between the two of them and resetting us on like the hey this is what this up this season's gonna be about we're we're reuniting the the baby with his people or with the jedi but we're not gonna show you anything else yeah just get just get excited because it looks cool well he you begins know? he begins with his beskar armor and his mudhorn signet and so, you know, there's no there's no bounty hunting for Beskar to kind of get his armor. He's there. He's ready. He's he's full blown like what we think of when we think of the Mandalorian with their crazy armor and you know, he's got a jetpack now it looks like, so um yeah. we see him use that a few times and then you know, you were talking a little bit, Jesse, about some of the characters rumored that we did not see in the trailer. Uh, some of the characters from season one that we also did not see in the trailer, um, Moff Gideon, right? The, right, with the dark like, saber. Like the end of season one, I mean, that was a huge reveal with the dark saber coming out. And like to me, even now, I'm getting goosebumps because that dark saber was so cool. <laughs> They're bringing it in from all these, you know, animated shows. We finally get it in a live action thing, and. We get the new trailer and it's not even anything that we see, you know, so I think it'll be interesting uh, the role that Moff Gideon will play in the next one. I really want a backstory on how he got that Darksaber. Me too. And I really want this. I mean, it's going to be really cool regardless to kind of get you know, the the Yoda species, if there is, you know, something to find out there, it will be cool to kind of learn more about that, to learn more about, 
you know, the, the people who have survived the Jedi Purge right now. But I'm also just really excited to get to see a lot of this Mandalorian history that um, keeps getting mentioned, especially like, you know, in Clone Wars, we get to talk about like a very like couple of sentences where they talk about and show a very small animation of the history of the Darksaber. Um, and I just really want to have more of that in this show. Like I want some more deep Mandalorian history. Um, I want and why the Mandalorians we're seeing right now are the way they are. They remove their helmets. Like, I just, I'm really excited for some gaps in just the Mandalorian history timeline um, that really will flesh them out. Because they're just such an interesting race that I think many people love. And I'm just kind of excited to get to know more about just their their whole their whole timeline and where they are now and and I want that dark saber to really be in his hands. I want it in the Mandalorian's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine the merchandise that they would produce with the Mandalorian and the dark saber? I mean, that'd be insane. Mm. It's hard enough to get Mandalorian merchandise. You know, like the Mandalorian himself, like his merchandise is so hard to find. Black series figures are impossible. You know, even hot toys. There's those are going to be coming out soon. So, but yeah, you know, just getting more information on the Mandalorians themselves. What happened with the dark saber? Tell us more. That's that's what Star Wars fans want. We just want more information, more content, and we'll be happy. So, I think yeah. they're doing a good job on that. Now, we had talked about Moff Gideon. He was not in the trailer at all. Some of the other characters from season one that we just get like literally two seconds. Cara Dune and Grief Karga. We see them like walking and that's it. They're very happy too. <laughs> so, <laughs> They're just like walking. They're smiling. It, it's almost like one of those scenes from a movie where it's like the, the, the team's back together and they're going in for like a final fight. That's like what that little walk with that those smirks on their faces kind of reminded me of. Yeah. You know? No, I don't like, know. Hey, where you been? <laughs> <laughs> yes, reunion. Um, I don't know if you noticed this and it could just be me because there was a few times watching this trailer where I feel like I made mistakes the first few times I watched it. Um, and that's why with these trailers, I feel like you just have to watch them a million times or not and just wait for it to come out. But like to me, I know we were talking when we got the logo or the poster for season two, we were talking about the child and his size relation to Mando and how some mm -hmm. people were commenting on the fact that he looks a little bit bigger compared to Mando. And so maybe there's a time gap. Or it could just be that we are trying to fit him a little bit better in the logo itself. So you made him proportionately a little bit bigger. But to me, in the scene where we saw Grief Karga and Cara Dune, it almost looked like Grief Karga had like aged a little bit. Like he had like oh. gray hair. Like it looked like he got older. And so that could have just been me just noticing that i don't know if i'm right or not i could be totally wrong but that was like my first gut instinct like whoa what happened to him like he looks like he got older um okay but yeah I maybe i don't know so just the stress so yeah. much stress from losing the guild yeah <laughs> i mean cara dune looks like it was like the next day so i right. don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> 
but that's just something I noticed. Um, but it'll be interesting to get those characters back. Obviously, we know that there are certain characters from season one that will not be making a return appearance uh, just because of what happened to them. Um, and Jesse, what I want to do, not right now, I think we should do this on a different day. Um, maybe in a couple weeks we can do a um, sort of like a prediction for what we think is going to happen in the next season. Or maybe kind of just uh, a prep show or something for, for the season okay. two. I think that would be fun. Um, Ready. Yeah. Couple other things about this trailer though is that we saw like an official fighting ring at the end, right? And it looked like if you guys remember, John Favreau released a it was like a maquette, like a concept of a uh Gamorrean guard. And historically when we had seen them, they're obviously like these, you know, large, like fat, like stupid bodyguards that can't really do much. <laughs> but it looked like there was a couple buff Gamorrean guards, like like uh, John Favreau had released in that uh, fighting in this ring, and then the Mando causes a little chaos there. So I think that's going to be a really cool scene as well. And that's where you were talking, Jesse, about uh, the child kind of hiding himself in his little pram. Yeah, you know, he knows when to duck now. Yeah. Man, that that looked like an intense scene. Like he's in some kind of a weird. Like it, it gave me like solo droid rides where like where they're like being made to fight because mm -hmm. then there's like another scene where there's like a gamorian hung upside down by his like ankles like out on the street and it's like whoa like what did you see that little like flash i did not it's, like, even, when I, I saw that guy hanging upside down but i did not realize it was a gamorian i was not I, looking that closely i think it was i'm pretty sure it was it's right after that scene and it has the same body type you were just talking about um it looked like a gamorian in that like a graffiti rundown graffiti town um mm -hmm. that I thought that was pretty intense it gave me like a very like where they're being forced to like fight for entertainment kind of vibe yeah oh man that's gonna be crazy to watch that one I don't know if I'm right. Like I said, I watched the trailer a few times, but there was one scene that, and if this is true, it's awesome. If it's not true, <laughs> it's okay. Um, but throughout most of the trailer, when you look at the child in his little pod, especially from the front, you can't really see anything. But there's one scene where Mando's walking, and right next to him is the child in his pod that's floating along. And to me, it looked like there was etched into the back of his pod the Mudhorn signet. That'd be so cute. And like I said, I did not pause it. I don't want to like overanalyze anything. If I'm, not, <laughs> if I'm not right, I don't want to like be upset or anything. If it's there, great. If it's not, okay, you know. But I thought I saw I'm going to go pausing. <laughs> It's, it's like the one scene where they're like walking through like down the street and like the lights are kind of there you know it's like the it's dark time in the city or whatever matching yeah i think that would be That's really cute. cool if they put the mudhorn signet on his little pod that'd be awesome that'd be cute it definitely looks like a, a new pod or like a new like redesigned pod or maybe it's like painted or something it looks new to me yeah so it wouldn't surprise me if there wasn't a cool little 
Mudhorn on there. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about related to the trailer? No, I'm just really excited for there to be more Mandalorian. I kind of want this to be the only trailer. I don't Me know too. if I'm alone in that. Yeah, great. Because it, it's just, it, it felt like the perfect amount where I'm excited now. I'm stoked. I know where we're going. I know what's coming enough. And I just want to go in blind now. Like, just get me pumped and let's go. Like, I don't need anything else. Yeah. Amanda and I are working through our Star Wars marathon that we were starting in the hopes of trying to complete it before Celebration, which obviously didn't happen. But we're about halfway through Rebels right now, so I'm hoping over the next just over a month we'll be able to catch up. So by the time Season 2 starts, we will have just finished Season 1 to kind of like gear up for it so perfect yeah time is now for rewatches this is the way yes all <laughs> it's right like become like a saying at my job now as soon as the trailer dropped there's it's like multiple people every time we're doing something they're like this is the way I'm like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i've spoken <laughs> all right jesse before we go what is one thing that you are going to that you would like to see or that you think we'll see in this season i i okay every, i i want to see ahsoka <laughs> <laughs> i just think it makes sense and i know i've been saying this a lot and i i don't care if i'm wrong to be honest, it's totally fine. I can be wrong. I'll live. I don't need to see her. I just think it makes a lot of sense for her character to show up during this time. Um, to I feel like we've gotten so many hints, and I've said this time and time again on the podcast, so I'll try to make it fast. But her connection to Children of the Force keeps coming up time and time and again, whether it's Hadala Fardy in the Ahsoka novel, um, going to find Ezra Bridger. Um, it just keeps coming up and it just keeps seeming. And then I don't know if anyone's watched a recent um, How's Your Star Wars for Eric um, with that kyber crystal at Galaxy's Edge, but the Ahsoka kyber crystal, kyber crystal, when you put it into the holocron, says something very interesting. Um that just affirms her connection to children of the force um, and to all these lost force users. And I just think it would make so much sense for her to be a part of the child's story. Well, I'll tell you what, if they bring a live action Ahsoka into Star Wars, that is a very bold move. Ahsoka has been a fan favorite in Star Wars animation for a long time. And so if they do that, I feel like, not that it will be bad, it'll just be different. And so it'll be exciting Definitely. to see how that happens if it does happen. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of really happy tears from a lot of people if she makes an appearance. So. Oh my god, I'll lose it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think for me, I really want to know what happened with the Darksaber. I mean, this has been a symbol of Mandalorians and the leader of Mandalore for a long time. You know, this has been a part of Mandalorian culture. It has been taken from people in battle. It has been stolen. 
it has been, um, you know, it's almost like a relic at this point. I feel like it's mm-hmm. more of a relic than it is a weapon. It's it's a symbol. Um, yeah. And so I'm anxious to see, hopefully, how Moff Gideon got it. You know, the last time we see it, it was in the hands of Bo-Katan in Rebels. So how did it get from Bo-Katan to Moff Gideon? And was there somebody in between that had it? I don't know. So yeah. I think that's what I'm I'm hoping to see in the next season. I wonder, too, if that will, like, test the Mando's, like, determination. Like, you know, he's got this the child, and he's obviously dedicated to, to saving him, but he also, like, this is the way. Like, being a Mandalorian, even though we know now that he's not, you know, he's more of an adopted Mandalorian, but that is something that is so innately everything to him the being a mandalorian the the mandalorian code everything mm-hmm. means so much to him to, so to have that dark saber there's there's no way he doesn't know what that means to his people even as an adopted you know member so i could see that being a little bit of a conflict of loyalties at yeah. a certain point yeah, because in season one, Mando never saw Gideon have it. So, because he right. went up and, you know, the TIE fighter crashed down and all that, but Mando was gone by the time Gideon used that Darksaber to get out of the crashed TIE. So I don't think Mando ever was aware that Gideon has that. So if they cross paths and Mando sees it, like you said, maybe it'll be a conflict of loyalty and that might bring more drama to the show. So lots of good stuff. I'm very excited. We could talk about this for hours. Um, (laughs) But it's that time. I think it's time for us to go. We've talked about the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer today, and we'll have a lot more Mando to discuss as we get closer to the next season. And Season 2 will premiere on Disney Plus on October 30th. Jesse, before we go, where can people find us on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all under the handle at Twin Suns Outpost. All right. And if you're looking for places to find us, you can find us on our website, which is www.twinsunsoutpost.com. Click on the podcast tab on the left-hand side. You'll find all of our episodes there. You can also find us on the Star Wars podcast app through the Google Play Store and on iTunes. And if you enjoyed this episode and you think we're pretty wizard, go ahead and give us a good review wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. And if you guys are familiar with Twin Sons Outpost, we do have a lot going on right now on our network. We have a How's Your Star Wars show like Jesse was talking about. It used to be a segment on our podcast, but now Jesse, Amanda, and I kind of take turns doing something cool on on a video that we have on our YouTube channel. We also have this show every Tuesday, and then we have articles and book reviews, and we just brought on a new member, Kyle, who's going to be doing comic book reviews and other news articles. Um, And then every Friday, we also have um, a video called Action Figure Close-Up, where Christian talks about different action figures. Um, that's also on our YouTube channel too. So there's a lot to to kind of explore within Twin Sons, and hopefully you guys will check out all that stuff. 
But for Jesse and I and everybody here at Twin Sons, we hope you have a fantastic day and are just as excited for The Mandalorian Season 2 as we are. And until next time, may the Force be with you. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. You've been listening to Twin Suns Transmission, an exciting show where sand gets everywhere. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Twin Suns Podcast Network. May the Force be with you, always. Airmaster Tatooine. It's controlled by the hut. Rendezvous point on Halloween. This time you will murder to me as soon.